The episode you're about to hear was initially released as a Patreon exclusive. These episodes are typically shorter than the ones you're used to hearing, but we think they're still interesting, and we hope you'll agree. Tashana. Hey. This is Something's Not Right. It's another premium episode. And uh, here we are to do this thing in your ears. That's creepy. That sound a little gross. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just forget I ever said that. I could edit it out, but why? All right. We decided to try something different for this episode, and so what I'm going to do is tell Tashana a story, basically in the way that we would normally do an episode, but this one is shorter than our regular shows. And so we would love to hear back from you guys as far as whether you enjoyed it or if you want us to do something else. Um, We're always looking for feedback that can help us to make the show and the premium episodes better for you, as long as you're nice. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm inviting constructive criticism only. But I feel like our patrons already like us enough to be our I patrons. I would hope. So they're not going to be dicks to us I anyway. I hope you don't pay to be mad. Pay to be mad. Although, I don't know, I saw a thing um, on, I guess it was on Instagram the other day, where, like, this guy keeps writing these asshole emails to the guy that hosts Swindled. And then apparently... Right after the last one he sent, like, the host sent him an email back, and it's kind of like, yeah, you know, fuck you, whatever. And then the guy signed up and became a patron. So, I don't know. Maybe some some people do criticize (laughs) and still support them financially. It's weird. I don't know. Anyway, before we get started, I also want to make clear that while I am not reading directly from my sources here, the script pretty closely mirrors what they say. Um, basically the deal is most of the time when you have a podcast and you do bonus episodes for Patreon, they're usually easier episodes. I mean, I'm sure there are some shows that do like all out episodes, but well, like I was just talking about Swindled, you know, his, uh, Patreon episodes are usually like 12 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, you know, we have to put a lot of time into the regular show. And so I couldn't, like, do a full script on this. So I'm basically kind of paraphrasing my sources. And we'll put source links in there along with the episode. I don't know why I felt compelled to tell you all of that. I know why you felt compelled. Because there's so much fucking shit going on with plagiarism and podcasting right now. And that that ain't us. Um, But we do always post our links to our sources and... So I just want you to know, you know, other people did the heavy lifting here, and I'm essentially just paraphrasing. Yeah, our episode is about Speedy Atkins. That name sounds familiar. You can Google it. I would Google it if I were you, because the Google image search will take you where you want to go on this. 
We don't know a lot about Charles Henry Atkins' life. He was born somewhere in Tennessee, which isn't why I chose this, actually. Really? <laughs> um, no, I was listening to some back episodes of the podcast Death in the Afternoon. It's one of the hosts is Caitlin Doty. She's the author and she does the Ask a Mortician channel on YouTube. Mm. And they talked about Speedy Atkins on there. And I thought, well, I want to tell that story to our patrons, too. And I don't know if she mentioned that he was born in Tennessee or not. I, if she did, I didn't catch that. So that was just a little bonus I found when I was looking this up. So he was born here somewhere in 1875. But at some point in adulthood, he relocated to Kentucky eventually landing in downtown Paducah. And according to Wikipedia, Atkins took a job at some kind of a tobacco plant. Like, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah. Rolling tobacco or something. According to Wikipedia, Atkins took a job of some sort at a tobacco plant and was nicknamed Speedy because he was quick at his job. Wikipedia also says that Speedy, who was single, was known as a womanizer. No. <laughs> they don't provide any other detail on that or, of course, sourcing, <clears throat> which is why I only ever half-dressed anything I read there and don't typically use it as a source. But um, that, and that has nothing to do with our story either. I don't know why I even included it, but they said he was a womanizer. Maybe they're lying. Speedy, who was an African-American, made friends with this guy named A.Z. Hammock, who happened to own the city's only black funeral home in, uh, in Paducah, of course. But on May 27th, 1928, while Speedy was out fishing, he fell into the Ohio River and drowned, which sucks. Naturally, the city took his body to Hammock's funeral home. And because there was no family to claim him and he didn't really have any money, the normal procedure here would be to bury him in a pauper's grave. But Hammock had a different idea. And y'all, I know I told Tashana at the start of this to do a Google image search, but I hope you haven't done it yet. You got to wait. Got to wait till I tell you what happened. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Hammock decided to turn Speedy into an experiment. Hammock was very interested in Egyptian mummification processes, so he created some sort of a preservative mixture with an embalming fluid that basically made Speedy into a hardened statue. I think it was in Wikipedia. They said he was kind of, like, felt wooden. Yeah, it's like uh, petrified wood. Yeah, gross. And so other than a bit of a reddish tint to his skin, he looks pretty much like himself. I mean... Like, he looks a little more normal than your average mummy, I guess. But, I mean, you look at him and he, he's a very, very dead guy. He did. He, yeah. It's it's quite clear. But I guess, like, would have been recognizable as himself. If you overlook the part where Speedy was used without consent for experimentation, which you shouldn't, but stay with me here, this story isn't so shitty at this point. But wait. There's more. Always. Always more. So here's where it gets extra fucked up. Hammock would put Speedy's body on display in the funeral home for gawkers. I don't know what's worse. the That or the fact that most of the time he just kept Speedy propped up in a damn closet. I mean, like a fucking Christmas tree. 
what the hell? I mean, this is a person. Your friend. Your friend. Yeah. And you just stick him in the closet. Okay. Wikipedia made sure to note that Hammock didn't charge a fee for people to look at Speedy's preserved corpse, but I don't feel like that makes up for it at all. It just makes you look dumb. Right? Like, if you're going to do something so morbid... You may as well make a buck. (laughs) Speedy's corpse was washed and dressed three times a year to keep him from getting moldy. I mean, okay. In late January and in February of 1937, there was major flooding from the Ohio River, which caused damage and death from Pittsburgh to Cairo, Illinois. And just as an aside here, y'all, if you're unfamiliar with Cairo, it's spelled like Cairo in Egypt, but pronounced the way that I said it. And you should look it up. What happened to that town was one hell of a sad American story. And I've driven through there. You can you can feel it driving through there it's uh it was the town destroyed by racism so look that one up guys anyway this huge flood happened and because it happened during the great depression it sucked even more everything just sucked (laughs) so let's make it even worse speedy's body was washed away when the flood waters hit paducah someone spotted the body knew where he had come from and returned Speedy to Hammock's funeral home. Hammock passed away in 1949, never making public his secret embalming formula, probably for the best. His wife, Velma Gaines Hammock, took over the business, and in the summertime, she'd remove Speedy from his resting place in the funeral home closet and allow people to visit him. Like her husband, she didn't charge visitors, but still, kind of fucked up. But... On the plus side, she did intend to bury Speedy, although she her intention was to bury him on her late husband's 100th birthday, which fell in 1991, which seems like some weird tribute to her husband. And I mean, I'm sure he like probably wasn't a bad guy or whatever, but this whole mummifying his friend thing kind of sucks. I don't know. It just it seems very strange. But anyway, for some reason, she didn't end up having him buried until 1994 and so speedy's funeral costs as well as coffin and burial plot were donated by businesses in his former neighborhood and after 66 years as a mummy speedy was finally laid to rest in paducah's maple lawn cemetery on august 5th 1994 his funeral held at washington street about Washington Street Baptist Church and burial were attended by approximately 200 people. Speedy wore a black tux with a bow tie, and once closed, a bouquet of red carnations was placed on top of his casket. The plaque at his grave reads, Charles Speedy Atkins, 1875-1928, to lived 53 years as a pauper, embalmed by A.Z. Hammock, buried 66 years later, August 5, 1994, as a celebrity. Again, I kind of don't like how the funeral home guy got a shout out on his grave. Not at all. That's not cool. It just seems very inappropriate. I mean, like, that just, that just sucks. Velma Gaines Hammock died in 2000. Wikipedia also notes that in addition to many national news stories and TV programs, 
Speedy was featured on the Discovery Channel and in the National Enquirer and on a TV show called That's Incredible. They also mentioned Ripley's Believe It or Not. They weren't clear on whether his story was told as part of one of their museum displays or one of their, uh, you know, radio, TV, comic or book properties. I kind of got the feeling they meant museum just because they didn't italicize it. Probably. If you've ever been to one of those museums, you know, they have things on display there. But sometimes there are things that they that they don't physically have there in the museum, but they may have like a picture and a plaque or something. Yeah. Also, the Paducah Rockabilly Band of Legendary Shack Shakers have mm-hmm. a song about him called The Ballad of Speedy Atkins. That was recorded here in Nashville, of course. And we'll provide that Spotify link in our show notes. I've seen them live several times. They're always really good. Uh, as for photos of Speedy, as I mentioned before, there are plenty and Google will get you there right away. I mean, it's not that gruesome. It's... It's a, a, mum, bleep, a mummy situation. Yeah. And I didn't mention up top, uh, but LA Times was another source. They had an article when he was buried, and that was another source that I relied on pretty heavily for this. Uh, so that's the story of Speedy Atkins. Old Speedy. Poor old Speedy. I'm glad he's finally in in a good resting place. Sure. I mean, it would have been one thing if he had requested it. Right, right. I mean, unconventional, pretty fucking weird. But, you know, I don't know. Not getting a choice in that and just being some, something people gawked at. But I think feel like the part that bothered me the most was, like, shoving him in the closet. I mean, could you not you could have at least a, made him a case or a box? Yeah. I mean, you got all this room for storing caskets. You just, literally have caskets. Just right. put them in one. Right. So that's that. And as we keep telling y'all, we'll be attending the inaugural True Crime Podcast Festival on July 13th in Chicago. The festival is specially designed for you to mingle, interact, and have casual conversations with the podcasters you listen to regularly. I gotta change up this script, y'all. Anyway, uh, you can go to tcpf2019.com to get tickets. And when you buy them, Please, 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 please mention something's not right on the ticket registration survey so they'll know that you want to see us and that we are a draw to that event. Thank you, as always, to Justin from Mysterious Circumstances, Audrey Arndt, Jessica Ashley, Patton Fuquay, Rachel Irvine, Allison Klima, Kathy Lind, Janet Logan, and Terry Quillen. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Whoa. <laughs> Who comes out of my mouth when know. we record these things? Bye. <laughs>